back to another episode of Tippity Antler. Thank you for joining us today. We're thrilled to have you. So starting off in world news, we have a load to play tonight. Um, the inauguration occurred two days ago, which was so exciting um, and really an inspiring turning point for America, it being extremely impactful, especially since we had our first female Black and South Asian vice president. And I'm just so happy about democracy prevailing. Yeah, so watching the inauguration, there was a lot of emotions uh, involved. <laughs> um, I felt truly, I felt inspired, truly. Um, it was a learning point for me and um, I think one point that stood out to me the most was when Garth Brooks sang Amazing Grace after Joe Biden spoke. Um, the part that I liked about that was that he asked uh, everyone watching at home or wherever they were to sing along and together. Um, and yeah, so that's something that stood out to me during the inauguration. I also gotta say, I really enjoyed Bernie Sanders showing up in mittens. Oh, um, I've already seen so many <laughs> memes of that. That was so funny. I loved that. Yeah. Definitely a historic moment in the country. Bringing into office the 46th president, I believe it is. Um, yeah. Biden and his administration, by executive order, put the U.S. back into the Paris Climate Agreement after we were taken out in 2017. This is a crucial turning point in the fight against climate change in the U.S. Not only in the U.S., but in the global scale. The, uh, the long-term goal of the agreement is to limit global warming to less than a 2% degree Celsius increase in temperature. This is going to be a tedious task that would require a drastic economic and social transformation. Um, the agreement is actually broken up into stages and um, it's on a five-year cycle. Each country sends in a nationally determined contributions, otherwise known as NDCs. Um, NDCs are, in simple terms, the country's plan to combat climate change. They highlight things like climate action policies and goals that the country has. As someone who plans on studying environmental science in college, I was really excited to hear the news that we were back into the agreement. Uh, I believe that it is unarguably one of the most pressing issues in our future, and the U.S.'s influence with sustainable energy and limiting greenhouse gases will likely determine how climate change affects the world. So, in other news in sports, Patrick Mahomes is possibly out with a concussion, and whether or not he will play is still in question. This is a huge blow for the Chiefs, guys, and we're really just wondering if they'll be able to make it to the Super Bowl. In the Next game, the Bills will play the Chiefs and Bucks versus Packers on Sunday. Whoever wins these games will play each other in the Super Bowl. I'm personally rooting for the Buccaneers. Who are you guys rooting for? I have no idea. All I know is I'm a Mets fan. That's it. <laughs> Brad, what about you? I'd have to see the Chiefs or the Bills, whoever comes out on top on that game. Um, so joining us today on Tip of the Antler is a very special guest. He's a very talented concept artist and designer. He used to be a contractor for a film company called Rhythm and Hughes, as well as some other film companies. He's worked on an assortment of 
movies and has also built concept cars, touristic architecture, and art. So I've had the pleasure of knowing Nick for a, a long time. Uh, he's someone I personally look up to and I truly admire all of his work. Just thank you for uh, agreeing to come on to the podcast. It's a true pleasure. One question I have for you guys first uh, is what is Tip of the Antler representing? And I have my own ideas when I saw the title, but I want to know what your, uh, your uh, concept of it is. Brad, you, Brad, you got it. Sure. Um, so Tip of the Antler is essentially the um, school newspapers podcast section. So we talk about kind of things relating to the school and kind of going on in our community and just kind of what's happening. Okay, all right, so this is part of the newspaper or that organ the organization of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, Tip of the Antler comes from our school mascot being like a wapiti, which is kind of like a deer. It's got antlers. It's called a wap, what did you say, a wapiti? Wapiti. Wapiti, I've never heard of that. Is that a type of deer or is it a? I don't, I'm not sure, they look really similar. <laughs> <laughs> Brad's laughing at me. <laughs> okay, but it's related to your mascot and it's a newspaper. I thought maybe it was your uh, your own invention for a name of a podcast that was like related to being something innovative, like the tip of the antler, it's out in the front. That was my thought of it. I didn't know anything about it, so that was my uh, interpretation, I guess. That's interesting. In that title, so. All right, cool. What are kind of some highlights of your career? Maybe like a favorite film you worked on or just something you're in general kind of really proud of? Cool, okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, like as a favorite film, I definitely get asked that um, and it changes over time as I you know, work on different movies and, and you know, have different feelings about ones that I worked on in the past. But I think if I had like a general one that I liked the most personally, it would be Oblivion with Tom Cruise. And that was probably uh, 2013, I think that one came out. And that's just, uh, you know, it was just a, I really liked the movie, like the actual plot and everything as well as it being you know, run by, a, the, the, the director was an, an architect. So when you have someone who has that kind of uh, appreciation for design, you, and he's got a, you know, he's running the whole show, you end up having an uh, opportunity to really create some awesome stuff. And he, he encouraged the most uh, awesome you know, production design of, of any movie I've worked on. So that was really rewarding to see your designs really follow through. A lot of times when you work on a project, you know, the director isn't necessarily, you know, an enthusiast of design. Maybe they're really more of a storyteller. Or they're more of an actor director. You know, they want to, it's more related to, to, to the talent, to the actors, you know. So it's, every director is different. So certain ones have this tendency toward really doing awesome design stuff. So that was, that was really fun. You know, Star Wars was, it's always, I love Star Wars. So that was a good one. Um, that, that project was a little difficult for other reasons. Uh, the team I was on actually got cut sort of partway through the process. So even though I had a great time working on it, it was really awesome. The stuff that we did didn't actually, a lot of it didn't get used because they switched the team, switched the director, whatever. Projects are hard to work on. They're very, uh, very uh, sort of, I don't want to say political, but they're very, you know, there's a lot of expectation for Star Wars. People have a strong opinion of what Star Wars. So that makes it hard sometimes to, as a designer to, to, uh, to get that look or to get that feeling. So that was fun. Um, let me think, uh, well, I, I did build a, a concept car um, called Zeno and I'm very proud of that. You know, every time I come up to it and look at it or show it to somebody, it's always a, you know, Jeremy, so I, it's a, yeah, it's pretty my, neat. 
jaw drops yeah. and I look at it. It's a gorgeous car. Yeah, and in real life, the photos online are like, it's one of these designs that really looks better because of the materials and the details. It really looks better in person. Uh, some designs tend to look better in, in photos and then you see them in person, you're like, oh, it's not as, Zeno's opposite as that. So, so that was really fun and that was a very hard project to make. What were some, uh, some issues that you ran into uh, when you were doing that project? Um, there's many, it took 10 years, so there must've been a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, uh, I think there was a, 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 in the beginning of the project, I, I thought of it like I was really young, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. You know, I had fixed cars and kind of worked on cars, but I'd never built one come even close to that. So I just had this very you know, sort of arrogant and over, over, uh, overconfident that I, oh, I could just go and create my own concept car, build my own car company. And I'm like 22. And it's like, you know, that's, it's going to be tough to do that. It's, it's uh, not very many people in history succeed at that, that challenge. So I think, um, you know, in the beginning I thought, oh, we have to raise money. So, we, you know, I had some partners and we always were trying to get money and, and actually ended up getting, raising money. It took quite a few years, but uh, that took a long time, you know, engineering it, like, I'm an okay engineer, but you know, that was really, uh, also I had a very high learning curve. You know, I had to really you know, just read up a lot and just study and make mistakes and all that stuff. Um, and back then I, we thought about doing it electric, uh, but it was a, uh, the batteries, like this is back in the nineties and remember those brick phones, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. ones or whatever. There wasn't iPhones. There wasn't really tiny compact batteries. There's like car batteries, big ones. So electric cars were, have really only become um, a viable idea really since sort of the early 2000s with smartphones. Um, so that, that was another direction. I kind of think maybe that would have been a good choice. Obviously electric has turned out to be, you know, the winning technology. Yeah. So the, the Zeno has really more of an old school, you know, like a traditional car kind of setup. It has a V8 motor, fuel injector, you know, it has all that old school stuff on it. Or just lower emissions. It's lower emissions, that's correct. So, so that's that's how that one worked out. And, and the, the company was basically sort of a manufacturing idea where I had this whole theory that the future of 3D printing and manufacturing is going to allow custom one-off design to be made economically. And in cars, that hasn't happened yet. But in other products, I know shoes, they make, you know, you can get custom shoes made for a much lower cost than they would have been able to be done before. Uh, but I still believe at some point you'll be able to have a custom designed car like someone designs you a, a house or designs you a, or have an architect or have custom designed suit or whatever. The technology's not there yet, but Zeno was supposed to present that idea. That was like, it's when you say, what was the concept in the concept car? That was the concept. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so weird looking is because it's like my weird car. And it was supposed to sell the idea that I can make this one weird one for me and let's make a totally different one for you, completely different one for you over here. Okay. Um, can you speak to anything about how this car would react in a collision or if anything were to happen? Is there anything that it would prevent? You know, it's, it's um, the, the actual, that particular car, I mean, it's a custom made, handmade object. It's not tested to the same level that you would test a, a mass produced car. Um, so it's like a hot rod. It's, it's, it's not a, it's like a mass produced car has to go through a certain level of testing and crash, you know, crash worthiness, 
a one-off car is more like 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 a home-built airplane or a one-off motorcycle. So it has safety features in it, but I I uh, they're not special or unique beyond the most basic ones: the seatbelt, you know, the glass windshield, a, a crash cage, like a race car, right? It's not it doesn't have airbags. It doesn't have all the electronics and stuff. Plus, this was made in the nineties, so. I was going to ask, um, what inspires you and what do you find most exciting about what you do? That question, um, what inspires me? You know, it's, it's uh, the excitement of, of creation. You know, it's like just the act of like making up something. It's like, it's so exciting to have this thing that doesn't exist one moment and like the next moment or the next day it exists. And that's just so exciting. I just love that. So I'm always inspired pretty much doing almost anything because that process can be applied to doing some plumbing in your, in your house. It can be applied to creating a concept car. It can be applied to making up a creature for a movie or whatever. It doesn't matter. An architectural project. The excitement comes in the creativity, the moment when something didn't exist to the moment where it then does exist. And then as far as inspiration, like, that's just the excitement side. I mean, I love you know, nature. I love physics and astronomy, um, you know, my family. So that kind of brings me into the next question where I was wondering if, um, what skills you have like developed that have helped you like most throughout your career? Okay. Um, that's a really, that's an important question for anybody who's interested in actually doing this kind of thing to make money and, mm -hmm. you know, good at it you know I, I guess it sort of started when I was a little kid and I just I like to make things I love to draw I like I love to paint you know I love I love uh, any kind of craft like with my hands kind of creating you know so anything that I did like I, I would get a kind of obsessive with and just practice and keep doing it until I got pretty good um, but dr drawing sculpting uh, making things like even even something like like i love construction like i love building houses like mm -hmm. i love you know using my hands to make stuff um so i think maybe a final question you have i'm not sure but is what are you going to work on next what are you currently working on anything if you can tell us if it's top secret we understand but um, i don't have any movies i'm working on right now uh, the last I've worked on ones more recently, but the one that hasn't come out yet that I worked on is the next Ghostbusters movie. So that'll be in the summer, I think, that one's supposed to come out. I've been doing the last couple of years, it's a completely weird project. It's not at all like in movies or anything, but I've been working for a client in the Middle East to develop any everything ranging from like a whole city plan to like big architectural things like a transportation infrastructure or a concert hall, um, sports stadiums, whatever. So we've been working with, for like two years, I've been working with this client on and off to develop this stuff. Yeah, and then I'm doing um, on my own stuff. I have uh, my fine art, um, like that sculpture you saw out in the in the field. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing those kinds of, the what? The spark of creation. Yep, that's, that's what it's called. Um, so that kind of stuff and then I'm doing um if you look on my site you can see some cons sort of person what, what I'm actually doing personal concept cards for people I'm just doing them digitally 
So I have a couple up there now and I'm doing a couple more of those as well. So you can look out for them in the coming yes, months. And, uh, Nick has a website. It's uh, nickpug.com. That's P-U-G-H. If you want to look it up, then you can see all of his work. Yep, that's right. I just redid it. It was offline for months. It's kind of embarrassing, but it looks okay. It's pretty good. Perfect timing for the podcast. I know. You guys are you guys are breaking the news. I don't think I've promoted it at all. I've told just a couple friends, and, and uh, once it gets on your tip of the antler, I'm sure it'll shut my site down, so... <laughs> It's inspiring to see someone who takes a lot of pride in what they do and enjoys what they do. Well, thanks. It's uh, it's it's not always been uh, easy. I mean, being a creative uh, person and living that lifestyle, there's a lot of times where you don't feel so good about what you do or where you struggle. You know, you have higher aspirations than you can achieve, or or you try something really hard and it fails. You know, that's definitely happened, but that's part of the process of taking risk and and trying to, you know, reach higher levels, not just being satisfied with where you are. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. I hope you have a wonderful day. All right. Thank you, guys. And we'll talk thank to you, you soon. Yeah, nice. of course, Nick, anytime. Sweet. Thanks a lot. Yeah. If you guys have any free time, make sure you take a look at the PD Weekly website. It's got a whole new look. Um, and there have been tons of articles posted this week. So catch up on the latest articles and enter our January cartoon caption contest before it's too late. Winner will get a prize if enough people participate. I'm sending uh, in a caption cartoon. I can't wait to read it, Jeremy. It's going to be hysterical. Brad, you too. Yep, me as well. So be sure to follow me weekly and DM suggestions or questions that you may have about either the podcast or anything relating to the newspaper. This has been another productive and joyous episode of Wapiti Weekly, and we hope to see you next time. Thank Thanks you for listening. So Gorgeous, beautiful, amazing. See you guys. Bye. Have a great evening.